The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. Listen, it's not that I'm against a hot girl summer or the whole hype around the entire thing, but as we are so fixated on hot girl summer and the craziness that could possibly go into that, I don't know, some people take that to an extreme, let's also focus on a healthy girl summer. Healthy habits, a healthy relationship with your body, your fitness routine, your nutrition, your mindset, all the things so that you know when summer is done, you can still do these habits moving forward. That's what I'm about this year. Healthy Girl Summer. We're going to dive right into it. Welcome to the show, everyone. I am your host, Deanna, and I am ready to set us all up for Healthy Girl Summer 2023. Healthy Girl Fall, Winter, everything moving forward. It's not just about right here, right now. So we're going to dive into five habits that every single one of us, myself included, listening to this show right now, can, should, and definitely will benefit from implementing into their day-to-day lifestyle. So we're going to dive right in. Number one is going to be morning movement. And I didn't really want to solidify what that should look like because for everyone, it's going to be different. And going back in my journey and health and fitness, and I have been the up at 5 a.m., grind, 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 head to the gym, kill my lift, back home before the sunrise. Like, I've been that hardo. I've done that for quite a while. Currently, not at all what my morning movement looks like. So this could be a number of different things. And the reason why I strongly suggest getting some movement in in the morning is because it's going to set you up for a world of success in your day. And if you don't believe me, try it for one week straight. Let me the fuck know how you feel. You're going to be a freaking energizer bunny. You're going to be more focused. You're going to have more energy. Your mood is going to be better. You're going to just be flying through your day-to-day task with this pep in your step. And you're like, I don't know why. Like It's the morning movement. It is the morning movement. So figure out what the heck that looks like for you. Because in order for you to show up as the best version of yourself, yes, for hot girl summer, but more so for hot girl rest of your life, you have to decide what's going to work best for you, how to be regular with that, and how to stay consistent. So it's going to fluctuate. I think it's really normal to fluctuate. And I think that a lot of times too, we, I know I do, I get in my head about, you know, looking back on things I used to do or habits that I used to have and like, you know, kicking myself that I'm not up at 5 a.m. at the ass crack of dawn, getting a leg day done. That's not the phase of life that I'm in. And I have to also understand like that is okay. My morning movement doesn't need to be an hour and a half, two hour lift in the gym where I'm absolutely dying in order for it to count towards that same effect of better mood, better energy, endorphins, all of the things. So if you are someone who kind of only has the opportunity to head to the gym at 5 a.m., go do it. Like, please, please go do it. If you have flexibility in that, then utilize that flexibility. So for me, in my healthy girl era, my healthy girl summer that I'm in, my morning movement is entirely different. So I've been waking up and I've been sleeping in a little bit. I'll be honest. I usually wake up around like 7, 7.30, which I guess is not really sleeping in, but when you're used to waking up at 5, like, that's sleeping it. So my morning movements waking up around that time. And then I've been heading out on a walk outside, no phone, no technology, no music, nothing, just me. And like my little cup of water, get some hydration in there. Um, I've been going out for like a 15 to 20 minute walk and it's a very slow walk. 
It's a very peaceful walk. I'm listening to the birds chirp. I'm breathing. But it has that same effect of like, whew, I moved my body to start my day off. Because if I wake up, especially from working from home, if any of you guys work from home, oh, please do not roll out of bed and grab your computer. I got into such a bad habit of doing that. Or roll out of bed and grab your phone. Like, put that technology away for at least 30 minutes of you first waking up, at least, minimum. And get your butt outside if possible. If not, get your butt to the gym, whatever that movement is going to look like. My 20-minute, you know, walk in the morning has been really, really helpful just to give me that sense of, like, grounding and peace and, like, ah, okay we can start the day versus waking up being like, I got to do this. I got to do that. This is this email here. Da, da, da. It's it's freaking infuriating and it's mind boggling that I let myself do that. So we are getting away from that. So hot girl, healthy girl summer is getting movement in to start your day. It doesn't need to be extreme. It doesn't need to be long. If you're a yoga girly, do that in the morning. I've been liking my morning walks, like I said, but 15 to 20 minutes, if you can get some movement in and get some blood flow, again, it's not just like a placebo effect. Like it really does have actual physiological and psychological benefits where you will feel different and better to start your day off. And if anybody out there is looking to feel good for Healthy Girl Summer, this is going to be the way to do it. So whatever your morning movement is going to be, again, be okay if it's different. That does not mean we're not taking rest days. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. So if your morning movement is getting to the gym at 5 a.m. like a freaking badass that you are, kudos to you. Pat yourself on the back. I will probably get back to that in the future, but that is not for me right now. Uh, But does that mean that on a rest day, you're like a bump on a log and you can't move and you're sitting on the couch all day? No. On a rest day, maybe you are the one going out on a morning walk or you're doing a little bit of stretching and yoga in the morning. Like don't disrupt that pattern because we're also all about creating habits and habits and patterns and routines, they have to be consistent in order to stick and to receive the benefits of it. So for example, if you like a mid a midweek rest day, Wednesday rest day is like your thing. Wednesday morning, don't not move your body. Your body's used to movement. It's used to getting up early. It's used to going to the gym. It's used to getting those endorphins and those blood flow. So if you don't, you just roll out of bed and you head to work, your body's going to feel very off that day. And I think that's where a lot of the like anxiety and stress or comes like surrounding rest days is like, oh my gosh, I didn't move and I feel guilty and I know I should have this and that, da, da. get 15 to 20 minutes of movement and walk, walk on a treadmill, walk outside, stretch, do something before starting your day and create that habit for yourself. And again, with these habits, because I always get asked this too, like, yes, these should come with you on vacation. They should come with you when you travel. They should come with you when you're out of your routine. Why? Because it is a habit that makes you feel your best. Why would we leave that home? Like pack that shit in your suitcase for vacation. Morning movement is step number one. Maybe we could even get a little hashtag going, a little MRP hashtag, hashtag morning movement. Like tag me in your shit. And if you're going out on a walk, because I did say leave your phone at home, tag me in your hashtag morning movement either before you get uh, going on the walk or when you get back from the walk. Okay. And then leave your phone at home. Unless, of course, it's like a safety thing. You like, need to have it on you, whatever. But really, really, really try to just be present in that movement. But I say let's do it. I This is something I'm doing regularly. I'm, I want to get you guys involved. I want us all to kind of hold each other accountable so that we can really head into this summer. I know we're kind of already deep into June, but we still got a, a good amount of time left. And that doesn't mean new habits can't be formed and we can't finish out the summer stronger than it is when we started. So hashtag morning movement for the MRP. I love it. Heading into number two, we've got hydration. And these habits, you guys should all be like, I've heard this before. And that's good. 
Because if I were to come on here and say five healthy girl habits for summer, and it's things that you've never heard of, or that I've never talked about, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like they have to be things that are at least in part, part of your routine. Why? Because every single one of you listening to this is a health queen, a fitness queen. You're on your fitness journey. You're taking care of your body. You're taking care of your mind. These should at least in part be part of your regular routine. I just want to zone in and focus in on five things specifically that will make a world of a difference. Because for whatever reason, whenever the seasons change, everybody thinks it's time to like totally just reinvent themselves, start something entirely new, a totally new diet, an entirely new workout structure, a totally new goal like I don't I don't know like not everything needs to change because all of a sudden it's a little hot outside or it's a little cold outside right the winter rolls around does that mean we're not doing morning movement no because these are healthy girl habits these are not hot girl summer habits these are an entirely different approach so number two hydration I This was so hard for me. This was so hard for me. So let me give you guys my tips as far as how to get hydrated as fuck. Because I used to be the like one 24 ounce water bottle a day girly and just that was fine. And I had no idea why my skin was so broken out. I used to get these terrible, I wish I still had photos. I guess I could probably go find them. I used to have terrible acne on specifically my forehead and then like not really jawline, but like kind of like lower, lower face as well. And I didn't really ever know why. I mean, obviously everybody deals with acne and I just kind of chalked it up to like, oh, I'm always sweaty, whatever. But it wasn't until I started drinking at least a gallon of water every day consistently, like my acne significantly improved significantly improved. And your skin needs and loves water. You want to be glowy. You want to have clear skin. You want to that comes from your hydration. So drinking a gallon of water a day, I always say is kind of the standard. If you can drink a little bit more, if you're like me and you sweat, like I'm a sweaty person. Like if I'm outside in the sun, I'm doing nothing. Like I will be dripping in sweat. I'm not one of those people who just can like sit in a sauna and not sweat. I think that's bizarre. I'm a sweaty girl. I am. I know that. But I'm also, I don't know, maybe I'm just something's off. Like I'm also always freezing. Like there is no in between. I'm either covered in goosebumps or I'm absolutely sweating, which Either option is miserable. But anyway, hydration is key. So drinking a gallon of water a day, I use my hydro jug, which I absolutely love. It's been really helpful to just drink a gallon. I have the half gallon one because I don't want to carry around like a full gallon, but the half gallon one and it has the straw included because drinking from a straw, you will drink more liquids. You don't believe me? Try it out. Get a water bottle that has a straw. That's going to be step number one. Step number two is make sure that water bottle is within eyesight or within arm's reach at all times of the day. It's like a running joke on social media, my emotional support water bottle, but like it is. It is. I do not go anywhere without my hydro drug. It comes with me to the gym. It comes with me in the car. It comes with me, you know, when I head out to run a few errands, it's it's staring at me in the face right now as I'm recording this podcast. Like it comes everywhere because how easy is it to see that water bottle? Take a couple sips. Or if it's been a little while, start chugging it down a little bit. Like, and you will very strategically know how much water you've consumed. If you have something like a half gallon, I know I need to drink two of those. So if I'm heading into 5 p.m. and I'm still on the first one, like I'm fucked, right? I'm not going to drink enough water for that day. So your body does have to get adjusted to this. Okay, you're going to be peeing every 10 minutes for a little while now. It does get a little bit better. It does get a little easier. I would also highly recommend two things. One, setting timers or or mental notes throughout your day. So for example, I try to have my first half gallon done by around noon. 
And then I try to be about done with the second one at this time. Or if you're drinking out of like a Stanley cup or one of those like Starbucks cups with the straw, however many you have to drink, give it times. Like I want to be done with the first one at 9am. I want to be done with the second one by one o'clock. I want to be done with four of them by this time. Like give yourself those timelines. Otherwise you will get to the end of your day and start guzzling water, which brings me to tip number two. Do not consume the bulk of your water past 8 p.m. Oh, shoot, I'm really low for today. You're going to be up having to pee every 20 minutes while you're trying to sleep, and there is nothing that pisses me off more than my sleep being disrupted because I have to pee. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I get annoyed about it. And you, you got to get up. You got to pee. It's it's frustrating. So if you can finish a majority of your water by like 6 p.m. ish and just kind of be sipping through your night, you're going to have a much easier time with a good night's sleep. You'll have to pee like a, a racehorse in the morning, but you won't be disrupted by it, which is me is key. I hate being disrupted. So hydration is going to be everything. Water is always my go-to now. If you are someone who just kind of like hates the taste of water, which I find bizarre because I can, that's all I really drink is water. But if that is you, doing something like a flavoring to your water is going to be also very, very helpful. So you can do a few different things. I will do the hydration sticks from First Form every now and then. I'll dump that into like my entire half gallon. So it's like pretty diluted. It's not this like super sweet, overpowering, berry something taste. You know what I mean? Um, so that's an option. Also, the Element Pack packets are really, really good for hydration. And hydration comes down so much more than just water consumption. It's a lot about the electrolytes in your body, making sure that's balanced out, um, which is also why like sodium and things like that are important. People think like, oh my gosh, I had too much salt. I had this, I had that. Like your body also needs a very good balance of these. And those element packets too, will have a good balance. I think it's like sodium, magnesium, and I want to say zinc is the third one. I could totally be botching that, but um, those are really helpful as well. I actually just ordered a bunch for my mom because she is a notorious, oh, I forgot to drink water today kind of lady. And I think if she has a little bit of flavoring to the water and she knows that there's benefits in the packet of what she's putting in her water, she'll be a little bit more inclined to drink it. Uh, so those are really helpful. Uh, and also things like fruits too. Like we forget that we can also get a lot of our water consumption through our food if it's going to be the right food. Now, I wouldn't say like, oh, if you ate a bunch of cucumbers today, you don't have to drink your water. I just think in addition to drinking your full gallon for healthy girl summer, you want to also be consuming fruits and, and veggies and things that have that water concentrate in them so that your body's constantly getting flushed out. So that is one of the key things for bloating or, you know, my skin or overall I'm feeling puffy. I hear this all the time. And usually guys, if you're feeling puffy and nobody wants to feel puffy for hot girl summer, you need to drink more water. Now, if you are someone who's always out drinking alcohol, this is going to be super key for you because alcohol is going to dehydrate the fuck out of you and you need even more water. So it does make sense if you're out and about drinking to drink some sort of water between each of your drinks. And I know a lot of people, myself included, do not do that. But it is a good reminder, especially if you are someone who has plans in the summer where you are drinking multiple times a week, your body is going to be like a dried out sponge. You know that episode of SpongeBob where he loses, like he's in, what is it, Sandy's like house layer thing and he's in the air and he needs water and he's just continuously shriveling and shriveling? Yes, that is you and your skin and your organs when you are constantly giving it alcohol and not water. 
So drink your damn water, a gallon a day, super duper helpful. Also helpful for just mental clarity and brain functioning. Again, healthy girl habits. We want to be thinking on our feet. We want to be creative. We want to be energized. We want to be focused. We don't want to feel sluggish and run down and puffy. And if your body feels puffy, it's retaining water because it's not getting enough water. So one to one and a half gallons a day is a non-negotiable moving forward. Habit number three for healthy girl summer. We're going to say this together. It's a two-letter word. Ready? No. That's it. We are going to be saying no. We are going to practice creating boundaries, saying no this season, okay? Creating boundaries around your time, your space, your energy. It's a teeny, tiny, tiny little word, but a lot of us have a very hard time using it. You do not need to be the yes man this season. You do not need to go into your summer saying yes to every plan that comes up, every drink that's offered your way, every vacation, every trip, every anything going on with anyone and everyone, you do not need to say yes. Okay, so we're going to practice saying no, right? We're going to say it together. One, two, no. That's it. That is it. And if we don't understand the importance of saying no, we're going to have a very, very low energy summer, low energy season, and then you just feel like shit. I don't know about you guys, but I never understood this growing up. And I know I'm not like grown up yet. I got more living and growing to do. But even through, you know, high school and college, I never really said no. Um, never really, if people wanted to do things, I was in. If we wanted to do this, I'm in. And I would get like 10 minutes into doing whatever the thing is that I said yes to and be like, why the fuck am I here? <laughs> why am I doing blank? Why am I drinking blank? Why am I, like, I just wanted to be in my bed asleep. I just wanted to be, I don't know, whatever it was. And I've talked about this in other episodes too, with also gaining the confidence to say no and gaining the confidence to understand myself in that I didn't want to do whatever everybody else was doing. Like, I didn't really recognize that. I just always found myself in situations where I was miserable. I'm like, oh, it's because I'm saying yes to things I don't want to fucking do that don't align with me, don't align with my goals, don't align with what makes me happy, but I'm just saying yes, I'm saying yes, I'm saying yes. And then all of a sudden I'm so drained that I didn't even have the time and energy to give to myself. So this summer, healthy girl habit, number three, we're going to be saying no. We can't be saying yes to everyone and everything all the time and then expect to have the time and energy to give to our goals or to give to our healthy habits or to give to the gym. As simple and silly as that may sound, if you are someone who has a physical goal for this season of life, it's going to take a chunk of your time. And if all of your time is given to others and other plans and other people, even if it is something that you want to do, like you don't have it in you time or energy wise to give to yourself, which to me makes no sense. Like you should be giving to you first before you're overextending yourself for all these other plans and all these other things. And as a coach and specifically working with women, I hear this all of the time with just plans popping up and -and so-and-so wants to go to dinner and I got invited to happy hour and this and that. And I'm like, aren't you exhausted? Like, aren't you tired of working a full-time job, having to try to get to the gym, worrying about not progressing in your goals, saying yes to three different plans for the week, traveling this weekend, coming back home on a Monday, having to be, you know, like, aren't you exhausted? I'm like, it is okay to say no. And I have to remind myself of this from time to time. You should never feel guilty for saying no if the reason you're saying no to them is because you're saying yes to you. 
You know what I mean? Like, and understand that really, really do. And even if you do kind of experience a little bit of that guilt with saying no to others, um, kind of frame your brain in that way. Like, okay, I'm saying no to Sally because I'm saying yes to me on blank. And it could be something really simple. I'm saying no to Sally uh, about drinks on Friday because I'm saying yes to me about hitting that workout I've been pushing off. Like it is a one-to-one swap a lot of times. And I think having that right frame of mind around it, it gets a little easier to say no. Not that anybody needs to be, you know, ditching their friends and saying no to every plan that pops up for the entire season because that's not fun either. That's not what the summer's about. But create boundaries when you do start to feel a little exhausted, a little overextended, a little bit like, holy crap, I just want to sit home. Like just sit home. That's okay. That is okay because me always being the yes man to everything for the last bunch of years, I'm now an exhausted grandma who cannot wait to go to sleep at 8 p.m. Friday night, Saturday night, doesn't matter to me. I just want to be in bed. I just want to be cozy. I just want to be hanging out and that's it. So creating a better boundary around that, especially in a very, very social season, is one of the healthiest things you can do for yourself. And it may feel like in the moment you're missing out on plans, but I guarantee by recharging and re-energizing your battery, you're going to be a lot more present for the plans that you do have. Instead of feeling like you're walking into dinner after night out, after this, after that, like a zombie, feeling like I don't even really want to be doing this. Like, Wouldn't you rather quality over quantity as far as your summer goes? I know that I would. I don't want to overextend myself to the point where I'm just like going through the motions. Like I want to feel good. I want to be excited for that dinner. I want to be excited for that trip or that travel. And saying no from time to time allows me that peace and that energy and that recharge in order to feel good for everything that's coming up. So say no to whatever it may be. And that's totally up to your own interpretation. But I think it's really important that you do create that habit. Healthy habit number four, we are getting in the habit of creating time away from technology. This summer, this season, this this season of life right now, we are getting in the habit of stepping away from your phone or the TV or your computer or whatever it is. Create that time, however much time each day, okay? Get outside, be with people, read a book, sit in solitude, whatever you need. Pull your eyeballs away from a screen. And I think the easiest way to form this habit, because I know that's going to be very, very hard one for a lot of us because we are so sucked into our technology and we're so connected to everything all of the time. And it, it does form a dependence on your phone. You ever feel like you're just sitting there with people and there's like a four second lapse in conversation and like your automatic like, you know, impulse is to like grab your phone and start scrolling? Like why? Why? Why have we become a society of, you know, I got to look at my phone. Like, no, make conversation, make eye contact, be around people, be present, put that shit away. So again, very hard to do because we are all, me included, dependent on our technology, social media, our phone, texting so-and-so, calling this person, then we're watching Netflix, then we're on our computer, then we're this and that and that. You're always behind a screen. So the easiest way to create a habit of breaking that just a little bit is to even create pockets of your day where you are intentionally off of it. So for me, my morning walk, that morning movement I was talking about, I'm not on my phone. I don't even have my phone with me. I have no technology, no screens. I am just out in nature. Now, I've also gotten to the habit of doing digestive walks after each of my meals for like 10 minutes after I ate my food just to kind of help my body digest things a little bit. And all of those also include zero technology. Now, your girl eats about four to five times a day. So five walks for 10 minutes a day, that's 50 minutes plus my morning movement, you know, 20 minutes, that's over an hour of my day, not on technology. 
like intentionally not on technology, which would be very easy to bring my phone with me on that walk and start scrolling or do this or just be aimlessly like I have to create that time for myself. And there's obviously other hours of my day where I'm not on social media. I'm not on my phone. I'm not on technology, but also having breaks throughout my day has been really, really nice where I'm like, ah, nature, the sun, people, this is fantastic. So create that time for yourself. Instead of sitting up in bed and scrolling before, you know, heading to bed at night, read a book. Instead of heading into Starbucks to grab your coffee and standing in line on your phone, like put your phone in your pocket, look around, maybe make conversation, look at somebody in the eyes, look at where the fuck you are. Like we are like zombies in our phones and it's horrible, me included, and I know it, but this season, I really want to challenge each of you guys to intentionally create that time or even just at the very least right now to start that habit. Be aware of how second nature it is to just pull out your phone and start scrolling in any situation. You're waiting in line at the grocery store. You're standing in line at Starbucks. You are at a freaking red light. People just pick up their phone. Like put the shit down, put it down. Create that time away from technology this summer. And again, you'll be able to even build on that, which I've seen has been really cool. Uh, when I first started doing this, I kind of always, I was always a morning scroller. Like I would turn my alarm off, I'd sit in bed and I would just want to like scroll for a minute because I'm awake, but I don't really want to get up yet. You know what I mean? And I was like, whoa, that is a really bad habit that the first thing I'm doing in the morning is like blue light to my face, social media, what's going like, oh my gosh, disconnect, disconnect. So the more I've been able to grow that time in the morning away from my phone, the easier it has gotten, um, but it's not easy to do right away. So start small, start being aware of how much you pick up your phone in any random situation. And then start seeing how many times you can break away from that throughout the day and then extend the time you're away from it, X, Y, Z, et cetera, et cetera. And especially if you do, like me, work behind a computer all day and then you've got all the hours on your phone and then you want to wind down at night with Netflix. It's like your body and your brain and your eyes were never designed to be exposed to that much screen time, that much blue light, that much connectivity, never. So if we can, at least in part, create a habit this summer of stepping away from technology, your overall mental health well-being, it's going it's going to improve. And at first it feels like you have FOMO and you're missing out and well what's everyone doing? Like, hey, hey, be aware and be, you know, mindful of what you're doing. Like what are you doing in this moment? What's going on in your world? Let's be present there before we start getting dialed in and connected to everybody else. Healthy habit number five, last but actually the most important and the one I'm most excited to talk about. Actually, I don't really know if it's a habit. It's more of a mindset shift that I guess could lead to a habit or either way. This summer, this this, this next era, this part of your life, we are ditching the comparison. We are no longer comparing ourselves, our bodies, and specifically our summers to those around us. And I get into such a, I get so in my head about this every single year because why? Social media, right? It's the freaking devil. But we're watching all these people on social media. You know, that girl on TikTok who's been traveling Europe for five weeks straight. So-and-so who's in, you know, Turks and Caicos. Then this person's out in Aruba. And then I decided to up and move to Hawaii this summer. We're seeing all of these extreme, extravagant, luxurious type uh, vacations, trips, travels, time spent this summer where we then feel like we're falling short or 
our summer super lame and boring and I'm not living to my fullest and I'm not reaching my full potential because I'm not also in Aruba, you know, feeding monkeys and whatever. Like, and that comparison will strip you of every ounce of your joy that typically the summer brings. And yes, this comparison also can take place, you know, body to body. And I know that's a big thing in social media as well with just kind of that comparison of what they look like versus what you look like, where they're at versus, but I'm talking specifically like summer based because that is the season that we are in. Okay. And if you are so focused on what others are doing and where they're traveling and what they're wearing and da, 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 da your summer then feels lame and boring and you're, you know, you're staring at your pool in your backyard and you're like, fuck, that ain't it. But like, hear me out. You got a pool in your backyard. That's freaking awesome. You got some nice weather. You got some sunshine. Like you got to work with what you've got versus feeling envious and jealous and frustrated that you're not doing the things that you saw so-and-so doing on TikTok. And if you, again, you're constantly in social media and you're constantly in that world, that's all we're going to be seeing for these next couple of months because tis the season. And freaking awesome for those of us who can be doing all those things and can be traveling and are in a financial place to be experiencing, you know, Hawaii for for six weeks. That's great. You know, maybe one day, but that doesn't mean we can just take a look at what we do have and be like, oh, this sucks. I wish I was doing this. I wish I was there. I wish I was so-and-so. Like, but you're not. You're not, and if you continue to compare and you continue to absorb that way of thinking, like your summer's going to suck. And again, you're stripping the joy out of the situation that you are in. And instead of making the most of it and working with what you got, you're complaining and getting upset and getting frustrated and hear me out. And then the summer's gone and you're heading back to, you know, cold weather or the winter or this or that. And then you're going to wait for next summer. Like, well, you just blew it this summer. You just ruined it. You just pissed it away, scrolling on TikTok, pissed off that you're not in Europe. You know what I mean? Like do what you can with what you've got and be more than okay with the opportunities that are in front of you. And if you are someone who's like, no, I really do want to be in Hawaii. Like I, so then make that a goal for next summer. Figure out exactly what you need to do financially, work-wise, whatever, trips, planning, travel in order to make that happen. But again, we're not in Hawaii right now. So let's make the most of where we are. Let's make the most of what we have. Let's make the most of the summer, the time, the weeks, the weekends, and and fill that with as much joy and memories and excitement. And maybe you do go on a little mini weekend road trip, and that's awesome. Like, stop comparing your summer to somebody else's that you saw on the internet who's living large. It's just, it sucks to feel like that. It sucks to feel like you're falling short and that you're not doing enough and you're not having enough fun. Like, do what makes you feel good, okay? And sometimes spending a little bit of extra time away from social media can also really help with that comparison. And I would absolutely love to hear how each of you and which ones each of you are implementing for your healthy girl summer, which habit you needed to hear, which thing you want to start, where you're going to go with this information. If you want to continue to join in on that conversation, you can join the Mental Reps Podcast Facebook group with other like-minded individuals who are interested in having a healthy girl summer. Also, Equal Parts is interested in Hot Girl Summer, yes, but if you know, you know, you have to be a healthy girl summer before you can head into Hot Girl Summer because taking care of you, your brain, your body, your mindset, the way you approach these things, how you view things, that is what's going to lead to you feeling like the hottest bitch, okay? But it is not until we focus on these habits first that we can get to that place. And I guarantee if you add in these five things on a very regular basis and you continue to build on them, you continue to improve, you are going to feel more confident, more grounded, more you than you ever have. 
And to me, that's what Hot Girl Summer is all about. So find ways to start small, find ways to build and find your community. Hello, us. That's going to help you do it. So you could tap the link in today's description to join in to that Facebook group. And I'm very excited to continue our Healthy Girl Summer era.